This is Beat the Closing Line. Hey everyone, welcome back to Beat the Closing Line. My name is Nicole Russo and I am your host alongside resident NFL analyst for thelines.com, Eli Hershkovich, who is filming live out of Circus Sports, which is why you can see the insane stadium swim background right behind him. Eli, how is Vegas treating you? It's treating me well uh, because we're doing this video on a Thursday season opener with the Rams and the Bills. I didn't drink a lot last night, so I'm sober enough to do the podcast. We actually traded spaces a little bit. I'm in Arizona in not so nice of a hotel room, and you got to uh, come to my hometown in Vegas. But uh, I am excited for you. It seems like it is quite a fun time. And we are here with a very special guest. We are going to be talking sports betting with Jeff Benson, who is the Sportsbook Operations Manager for Circus Sports. Jeff, thanks for joining us today. How are you guys preparing for the NFL season? I'm sure it's a busy day for you today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think it's been a long summer. Obviously, people are kind of tired of the grind of baseball and certainly looking forward to uh, NFL opening night today. So uh, certainly seeing a lot of buzz here in the books uh, the last couple weeks, uh, particularly for us as we lead up to, uh, you know, the contest sign up deadline, uh, having a lot of people making the trek out, you know, staying here at Circa Las Vegas, getting signed up for the contest and enjoying stadium swim and the sports book as we head into what we think is going to be a fantastic NFL season. Awesome. And we are definitely going to touch on that contest in just a little bit. But before we get into our series of questions, make sure that, of course, you like this video, leave a comment and subscribe to our YouTube channel for a chance to win an Amazon gift card. And of course, make sure to subscribe to the Beat the Closing Line podcast on Spotify and any other podcast platforms. Are you guys ready to get into the questions for today? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So Jeff, as promised, I said we were going to get back into the Circa contest talk. So there are the Circa Millions and the Circa Survivor contest, and they are running for the 2022 NFL season, and there is still time for people to sign up. Can you talk a little bit about the guarantees for those contests and how much they've grown over the years? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, this is year four of the Circa Million and then the third year of Circa Survivor. Um, you know, our CEO and owner, Derek Stevens, you know, he does a fantastic job in terms of, you know, putting on two of these contests, guaranteeing $6 million in each contest, and ultimately they're no-rate contests. So, you know, what that means for the listener is 100% of the money that goes into the prize pool is getting paid back out. Um, you know, so for us, it's really a labor of love. You know, it's really about getting people in the door, you know, seeing what we're doing here at Circus Sports, you know getting people uh, to, you know, stadium swim on property and things like that. So, you know, for us, it's really, really exciting. Uh, you know, we think it's the two best contests in the world. And obviously the growth that we've had, you know, from year one in 2019 to, to really where we're at now has been really unparalleled. You know, when you look at the first year, you know, we guaranteed 1.5 million in the Circa Million. Uh, that's all the way up to 6 million now. Uh, and then obviously year one of uh, Survivor, we guaranteed a million dollars as well, and that's up to 6 million as now. So certainly uh, exponential growth in both contests. Um, you know, as we stand today, uh, you know, before I was coming over here, I looked, you know, we were at roughly 5,100 entries in Survivor, uh, so still 900 short to meet that $6 million guarantee. And then we were at roughly 
3,800 entries uh, in the circa million. So my guess is we'll close, you know, probably somewhere between you know 4,200, 4,500 entries in the circa million, leaving a 1.5 million dollar overlay for players. Um, and what that means is basically we're guaranteeing six million dollars. You know, if we only get 4,500 entrants into the contest, yeah, you know, Derek's footing that bill for the extra 1.5 million. So certainly a very plus EV opportunity for players. You know, probably going to be one of the largest contest overlays in football contest history, um, and certainly something you know, obviously uh, that we'd recommend any football, uh, you know, anybody who bets football or likes to play in contests. Uh, you know, to come out, register, and get in before the Saturday, September 10th deadline at 2 p.m. As long as that extra cash, Jeff, isn't coming out of your wallet, then that's the most <laughs> important thing. But with the Survivor Contest in particular and talking about strategies, you know the novice Survivor uh, participant is going to be looking at a team like the Ravens, a seven-point favorite, the Colts around uh, the same, the same uh, spread. What's a good strategy to kind of maybe look back and, and look ahead into the season and go kind of backwards from that approach? Or how would you recommend, again, someone who's doing their first Survivor contest to go about it? Yeah, I would say really two things. Um, you know, the first being that, you know, map out the season. Um, you know, look at a Survivor grid, a Survivor chart, look at future values of teams. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of times people are making the mistake of just going in and thinking about, you know, I just need to survive this week and advance to the next week. But I think if, I think by doing that, you're limiting yourself opportunities to use teams in certain spots. And as you get deeper into the year, um, you know, you put yourself in, in worse off positions. Um, so I think, you know, maybe being a little bit contrarian um, and, and then, you know, that, that speaks to my other point. I think it's very similar to DFS in the sense that you really need to know ownership. Um, and when I say ownership, I think you need to look at the pool and you need to think about, you know, what other people are going to be doing. And, um, you know, if 90% of the people in the pool are going to be taking one team, you know, being a little bit contrarian, not necessarily going against that team, uh, but maybe taking a team that's a little bit further down the board that's not as heavily played. Um, because in a contest like this, you know, you're not going against 50 people, 100 people. You're going against 6,000 plus people. Um, and, and to win this, you know, you're not going to, you're going to have to be doing some things that maybe aren't the most conventional. Um, so I would say really planning for the entirety of the year, working your way back from, uh, you know, week 18 to the first week, thinking about those holiday weeks, uh, the Christmas and Thanksgiving wrinkles that we've added into the contest. Um, and then thinking about the ownership uh, in terms of, what the pool is going to select as their top picks each and every week. Um, and I think if you can go into the contest thinking about some of those things, um, you know, ultimately, um, I think it'll put you in a better position at the end of the year to have a chance uh, for that $6 million plus prize uh, than if you went in and you, you did some things maybe from a more conventional perspective. And speaking of some of the popular teams, we're going to shift focus a little bit and talk about some Super Bowl futures. So right now you have the Bills. They're at the top of the odds boards with plus 550, followed by the Chiefs at plus 700, and then the Bucks and Packers at, at plus 1,000. Can you uh, give us some information or give us a little bit of insight on some of the big Super Bowl bets at Circus Sports that have stood out to you in the recent weeks? Yeah, I mean, for us, uh, early in the off season, 
uh, and, and you know, kind of leading up to the start of the season, obviously we've taken quite a bit of Raider money. Uh, being that they are now here, located in Las Vegas, that's certainly uh, something that's not surprising for us. Uh, you know, very similar to what we saw with the Golden Knights. Um, so we have some liability on the Raiders. Um, the Steelers, uh, we took some bets during uh, the summer, um, kind of leading up to the draft and things like that. Uh, there was some talk that they were going to go out and acquire a veteran quarterback. Obviously, that didn't materialize. It looks like Mitch Trubisky's uh, going to be starting. Good luck. Uh, week, Don't be too excited about it, Jeff. Uh, but we've certainly taken quite a few. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a Mitch Trubisky truther. Um, you know, maybe we'll see Kenny Pickett here at some point. But uh, certainly, the betters really like uh, the Steelers uh, up to this point. Uh, but I would say the biggest liability we have going into the season uh, is the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, we uh, we took a big bet on them at ten to one, which caused us to move our odds down to seven to one. Um, so I would say those three teams: the Chiefs, Steelers, and Raiders. Uh, are the three biggest liabilities here at Circus Sports in terms of Super Bowl futures going into the season. I'm assuming all those Steelers bets came from Nicole, nobody else. <laughs> Just big money from the Pittsburgh Steelers bet on the yeah. show. But, Jeff, uh, pretty much in every other sports book, the Chiefs are around 1,000, so plus 1,000, so 10 to 1. Obviously, you said you guys got some money on Kansas City, so therefore you had to drop the price down. Is that a team you're looking at, maybe for yourself as a, as a valuable player? Or are you looking elsewhere? Yeah, they had. Uh, there was some twelve to one out here in town uh, that uh, piqued my interest a little bit earlier this summer, and I think ten to one still a pretty good bet. I think a lot of people are you know making too much out of the Tyreek Hill um, to Miami news. Um, you know, I think they were. Based on what the defenses were doing in terms of playing Pat Mahomes last year, um, it was a lot of dink and dunk. Um, it was a lot of short passes, which were an extension of the run game. Um, and I think they were able to really fill a lot of his production or are going to be able to fill a lot of his production uh, with the signing of Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, Marquez Valdez-Scantling can take it you know, over the top and be the, you know, their deep threat. Um, and obviously they went and drafted uh, Sky Moore and then, you know, McCole Hardeman still there. So I think what they have from a receiver perspective, um, you know, is still good enough to get it done. Uh, you know, when you have Pat Mahomes, you know, who I believe is still the best quarterback in football behind center. So, uh, you know, when you look at that and then obviously you look at their schedule, you know, they have a very difficult schedule, particularly right out of the gate. You know, I think those are maybe two things that have dragged the Chiefs down in terms of the odds boards. And I think when you look at them versus you know, the Buffalo Bills, you know, for me, I'd rate both of them, you know, very similar on a neutral. Um, and so having the Chiefs, you know, kind of close to being, you know, double what the Bills are in terms of the future odds, to me, I just, you know, don't really buy that argument. I think, um, you know, the Chiefs are still one of the best teams in football and, and should be priced close to, if not being the Super Bowl favorite, in my opinion. You're listening to the Lines.com Podcast Network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sports books all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the Lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. And then just talking about future still, but kind of switching gears here and maybe 
panning over to our novice betters just a little bit, when we're talking about Super Bowl futures or, or futures markets in general, they're going to hear the term hold quite a bit. So for our beginner better, for our beginner betters out there, can you explain this term a little bit more and talk about why it is so important to understand it when it comes to these futures markets? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, a lot of times when you talk about theoretical hold, um, you know, it's important for people who are price shopping. Basically, when you look at theoretical hold and you look at one book's Super Bowl future pool and it's at 30% and you look at another book, conversely, like Circa Sports, and our future book is at 15%, you know, that's going to be a big, very big price discrepancy for the customer. And what that means typically is for every $100 that are bet, theoretically, when you're betting into a pool with a 30% hold, the book is expected to hold $30 for every 100 that's bet. Whereas if you're betting at a book with a 15% theoretical hold, the book is expected to hold 15% on every 100 that's bet. Ultimately, what that means for the listener is you're going to get much, much better prices at any book that has a lower theoretical hold. So for the consumer, they want to be looking at any future books you know, that are being fair in terms of the theoretical hold offered to players. And when you're looking at you know books like Circa Sports, you know I think you're going to see that our futures are very very good. They're priced very well, uh, and you know more often than not, you're going to find a lot of value in our numbers just because we're not uh, you know taking out as much hold as some of these other books. Well, there was one college basketball future that I didn't like the price on that I was looking to bet when I came over here, so might have to do a little bit more shopping around. You guys are sharp, obviously, Matt Metcalf making those college numbers, but. Shifting back to the futures market and, and some of the biggest number, numbers that you guys do have, uh, looking at the conference futures to win the NFC, to win the a- AFC, and then kind of contextualizing that a little bit between, it, it may not be a sharp bet, but because it's such a big number, it, it might, then therefore it's a big liability if, if, uh, if a better's taking a look at some of the bigger prices in the respective conferences. Yeah, 100%. You know, we've seen... Uh... You know, for, for reasons I, I won't ever understand, you know, we've seen quite a few, uh, quite a bit of interest in both the Texans and the Seahawks, um, you know, particularly at long odds. You know, obviously, you know, when you get a lot of bets, even if they're small bets, uh, you know, particularly at long odds, obviously that liability can stack up like you alluded to. So, um, you know, we've shortened, uh, you know, both the Seahawks and Texans. You know, I don't think much of either team, obviously, with Davis Mills and Geno Smith. Uh, you know, behind center for both teams. Uh, but obviously the betters, you know, like to come in, you know, like to put down a small wager on something that's going to ultimately win a lot in the long run. Uh, and that's certainly what we've seen leading up to week one here uh, with teams backing both the Seahawks and the Texans in the uh, the conference future market here at Circus Sports. And then outside of the conference futures market, what sticks out to you for liability and maybe some of the other markets like NFL MVP or coach of the year or rookie of the year? Yeah, when you look at the MVP pool, uh, Devontae Adams, uh, you know, he was traded in the offseason from the Packers to the Raiders, uh, obviously with a ton of Raider love being that, uh, you know, we're in Las Vegas and, uh, you know, they play in this city. Um, you know, betters have really flocked to betting him to be the MVP. Uh, another, uh, you know, kind of buzz uh, has been Trey Lance. 
Uh, obviously, with the Jimmy Garoppolo situation up in the air, um, you know, there was betters who, you know, pounced on Trey Lance at, at longer odds, obviously, earlier in the summer. I think he's down to 16-1 to 1 now. Down to 16-1, to 1, uh, obviously, and seeing quite a bit of interest. Uh, Garoppolo re-signed. Uh, you know, Shanahan came out and said that he's uh, going to be the backup. The 49ers are obviously going to start Trey Lance. Trey Lance is a really interesting one in the sense that you know, in my opinion, there's a ton of uh, variance with him. You know, he could come out and, and you know, be the MVP uh, and obviously, you know, run for a lot of yards, throw for a lot of yards, be very dynamic um, in, in both what he can do, you know, with his legs and with his arms. Um, and then obviously, uh, you know, I, I think there's also given that variance, you know, he could, you know, really struggle uh, in his first full year. So, you know, betters uh, are, are backing him and they think he's going to do really, really well this year um, in, in Shanahan's offense and with, you know, Ayuk and Kittle and Elijah Mitchell in the backfield and some of those weapons he has. So I would say those are the two most popular uh, players that we've really seen in terms of the MVP pool. When you look at the uh, coach of the year pool, obviously, uh, you know, we've seen some action on Dan Campbell. Uh, I think a lot of that has to do with the hard knock special that's going on um, and everything that, uh, you know, betters have seen on TV from the Lions this year um, as they've been a very popular team in the future market. Win total too, right? Win. Overbets. Ton of overbets. Very hard to write an underbet on the Lions <laughs> right now. Um, so I think uh, Derek's particularly happy about his Detroit Lions and, and, and people thinking they're going to be good this year. But uh, yeah, people are backing Dan Campbell uh, in terms of the coach of the year and also Nathan uh, Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, and then when you look at the rookie of the year pool, um, Jalen Tolbert uh, for the Cowboys, uh, he looks like he's going to come in and be their number two wide receiver until uh, Michael Gallup gets back up and fully healthy. Obviously, James Washington out for the first uh, you know, four to six weeks. Um, so looks like Jalen Tolbert will really have an opportunity with Dak. Um, you know, that that's a, an offense that wants to pass the ball. So certainly seen a, a, a ton of interest there. Romeo Dubes uh, for the Green Bay Packers. That one's a little more concerning to me, just given the fact. Um, he know, opened what a hundred to one, I want to say. Yeah, he opened over a hundred to one. Uh, you know, Rogers really likes to lean on those veterans, um, and when you look at Alan Lazard, uh, obviously, I don't know whether he's going to play Week One, um, but it's been talked about that he's going to be the number one wide receiver in Green Bay. Sammy Watkins has had a really good camp, and then obviously Randall Cobb is the incumbent um, out of the slot that uh, you know Rogers really leans on. So, you know, between between Christian. Watson and Romeo Dubes, um, you know, there's a lot of mouths to feed in that offense. And obviously when you have Aaron Jones and, um, you know, A.J. Dillon, you know, in a great defense, you may be running the ball a lot. So like I said, uh, you know, Romeo Dubes has been very, very popular. You know, he's down to, uh, you know, double digits in terms of, uh, you know, his odds uh, for rookie of the year have uh, been very, very popular. And then really probably the biggest liability here at Circus Sports and, uh, you know, somebody who's been the most popular uh, is George Pickens. Um, Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. I know, uh, I know Nicole will, will hope uh, that Pickens has a really good year. Uh, big body receiver, um, you know, somebody who had a fantastic uh, training camp. Uh, somebody who's really shined in the preseason. Looks like he's going to be the number three receiver with Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. Um, you know, if Trubisky's able to find some form and they're really able to move the ball, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for George Pickens. But at the moment, um, you know, he's, I believe, seven and a half to one uh, here at Circus Sports. Um, you know, he's been the biggest mover in terms of the, uh, the future pool uh, when it comes to Rookie of the Year. 
Uh, and he's our current biggest liability as we head into the season. I think we should change the podcast name from Beat the Closing Line to the Steelers Betting Podcast because <laughs> there are a lot of betting angles that we've discussed on the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I'm wrapping this up, Jeff, you look behind us. Yeah, Nicole's fine with that. Nicole wants the name to be changed. Stadium Swim right behind us. And obviously, from a sportsbook standpoint, you guys are changing the game literally um, with that. But long term, maybe in the next, I, everyone talks about their five year plan, right? Uh, what's Circus Sports' five-year plan to continue to change the industry, the sportsbook industry, for the better? Yeah, I mean, for us, obviously, we continue to expand to a number of different locations. Uh, you know, we're certainly excited to come to your neck of the woods here in Q1 of 2023. Uh, we'll be in Illinois, both in a retail and a mobile uh, perspective, which is really, really exciting. Uh, that'll be our fourth state and, you know, our first retail presence outside of uh, Las Vegas. Um, so certainly excited about that. You know, we continue to look at states that have favorable remote funding and remote registration. Um, and I would anticipate, you know, we'll be in, you know, two, three, four more states here in the coming, you know, five years, like you alluded to, uh, you know, working on our tech stack. Um, you know, we'd ultimately like to have, you know, one uniform software and platform to provide the most consistent experience across all of these different jurisdictions. You know, but for us, um, you know, we're a sharp book model. And, you know, what, what, what do I mean when I say that is, you know, anybody who walks in the streets, you know, anybody who walks in off the streets tonight can bet 100000 on the NFL game, um, you know, over the counter or on the app, and there's no approval process. And, you know, for us, when we applied for license, you know, we wanted to take bets, um, and we really wanted to change, you know, what we were doing, um, you know, what was being seen in the industry. And, you know, for us, we don't limit people. Uh, you know, people can continue to win here at Circus Sports and show up the next day and, you know, get the same limits that they got before, uh, you know, if not bigger. Um, you know, we're transparent, we're organic. Um, you know, I think, like I said, we're just trying to change, you know, maybe some of the perception and some of the, you know, negatives, uh, you know, that you see in the industry in terms of limiting, um, you know, poor customer service and, you know, I think just the general distaste, um, you know, for the non-recreational better. So um, I would say those are some of the things we're focused on. Um, obviously, when you look over my shoulder, um, you know, Stadium Swim is, is, is there on camera, you know, for all the, the uh, listeners to see. And, you know, obviously you were just down there, uh, you know, with Derek Stevens, our CEO and owner, um, you know, overseeing the world's largest three-story sports book. So I think from a, you know, a retail perspective, you know, we really try to run and provide the best viewing experiences um, when it comes to these these sports books. Whereas you know, I think most places you know stick a you know stick a sports book in the corner of the casino and it's kind of an afterthought. Um, you know, for us, we built a sports book so big we had to build a casino around it. So I would say that's really our approach here over the coming years. And um, you know, we're excited just to continuing to grow the Circus Sports brand and uh, obviously serve a lot of betters you know here in the country. And as a Vegas native, I do have to second a lot of what you said. It is a very cool property. I have been to Stadium Swim multiple times. Um, you guys have great restaurants and Legacy Club, and the sports book is awesome. So if you are in Las Vegas, make sure you are heading over to Circa. And, of course, if you are there in the next handful of days, make sure you're signing up for the Circa Millions and the Circa Survivor Contest. Those are still open. You can still register for those. And before I do my final, sign off Eli do you have any last minute words you would like to add 
Go Steelers, apparently, right? Every better, every, every better uh, watching this podcast now is going to bet George Pickett's Rookie of the Year and some other Steelers' futures Super Bowl as well, apparently. Hey, I'm not mad at it. As always, it was amazing to have you guys watching Jeff so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. And, of course, make sure that you are subscribing to the Beat the Closing Line podcast on Spotify and other podcast platforms and subscribing to our YouTube channel and leaving a comment on this video for a chance to win that Amazon gift card. We'll see you guys next time.